Oh, yeah. Yeah, Amy was definitely here. <laughs> Would you like for me to sing it when we start? Nothing like the mandolin rain. Welcome to the Eat, Slay, Live podcast. And we are the Loxicutioners. We're going to be eating lightning and talking thunder and giving you two pieces and a biscuit right in your ear holes today. I would have thought we would have went with a, a little more of a Bon Air theme song there, like a little like Brick House or, I mean, there's a dozen different songs I would have thought I would have heard with that intro. Again, as we as we talk about every show, I do a little research. You just walk in here and turn the lights on, okay? So I found out I found out Eddie's favorite song from our actual <laughs> last guest, his bestie, his boss. She told me what his favorite song is. I was shocked that it was Mandolin Rain by uh, Bruce Hornsby also. I did own that cassette. I'm shocked. <laughs> I did own that cassette as a kid. I, I thought for sure it would be Mustang Sally. That, that's, that's my least favorite song. Right. That, that, I bet all those songs uh, are. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, Brick House, uh, maybe even a little Wonderful Tonight. Well, you know how they have uh, like the national, uh, national debt ticker in New York. I've always wanted to have the Mustang Sally ticker at Fast Eddie's where it says, I've heard it 1,100,000. Yeah. And then, but then as soon as you put it up, some lady, can we hear Mustang Sally? It was again? the Mustang Sally ticker or the food ticker. Right. You had to go with one. All orders up to and including just, Mustang Sally. I'm, <laughs> I'm just as intrigued by the food counter every time I go there. Absolutely. Uh, I've always thought that they should make like a, a Bon Air mixtape or Bon Air CD. You know what I'm saying? And put all the, all the classic songs that you always hear oh, while man, you're there. I wonder if I wonder if all uh, all seven of our listeners know who our guest is at this I point. I think Ross. so. We could not contain him, could we? We no. couldn't. Hell no, no. no. Uh, um, super excited. Um, super excited. Have our guest on today, and this is not because you're here. Between me and him. Bonaire is our favorite bar in the favorite world, I believe. Bar always has no, been. Always, always, always has been. A close second is the Michael Tavern. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Bon, it, it always has been the, the Bon Bon for us, you know. And 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 Eddie was, we and we talked about this last week with Amy Garadon, who just happens to be one of Eddie's uh, best friends, his boss, the That's person the boss. that keeps him semi in line. Uh, we When we made our list a year ago of people we wanted to get on the podcast, Amy was one of them. And Eddie was another, and I don't think those are the only two I think we've had on our list, and our list has changed, but those two have always stayed the same, right? Yep. So we're not we're not just saying before that. we get too far though, I, mm-hmm. I I don't want to forget this. I need to ask you where because I'm gonna do it every week. Okay. What is where that? are we with the Pride Thunderdome building? Have you found a new spot? So Eddie, well, I'll get you up. So Todd has this, I don't know, what is it? Four thousand square 10, foot. Ten thousand. Ten shit. Fuck. Ten thousand square foot. It's a thunderdome. Thund- 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 <laughs> yes, it is. So last week he drops on the show to me and Amy that he rents. Right. And his landlord has told him in July he has to get out. By July, yeah. So he has like a, he has the this turf down there that mm-hmm. is all over the whole damn thing. It's yep. from the Rams when the Rams are facility, yeah, yeah. their practice facility. So he brings it in. He has to put all this fucking sand on it and stuff. So now he has to move all this shit. Well, bigger. Big, we're, I got and, bigger problems than moving. It's anyways, where I'm moving. So now you got to find a spot, though, to to hold all that. Yes. And yes. move it. 
Any, so, any news on the front? Well, it's been a week, so <laughs> don't put any extra pressure on me. Mm-hmm. I've met with some people. I got some feelers out there, uh, different things. So, you know, have you seen the movie Into the Wild? Yes. You have? Yep. Great movie. I, re- I watch it every year. And I watched it last night, and I was like, you know what? I'm thinking about just selling all my shit. And just tramping around the country. This is what I'm dealing with. Tra- mm-hmm. Throwing a backpack on. Not, not. I'm getting rid of my truck, too. I'm just going to walk. Sure, sure you are, Todd. Okay? <laughs> and sell all my stuff. And it's called tramping. You just kind of go from little, t- little town to little town. You know, get little jobs to make it to the next town. All right. You're not that interesting. Let's get to our guest. <laughs> Well, I've considered doing a lot of tramping, but that's not what I'm <laughs> We'll do the jokes around here, Eddie. Oh, yeah. You're probably right. So, everybody, so our guest today is, as you know now, Eddie Schaller. Um, welcome to the show, man. Thanks uh, for having me. Uh, how we want to start it? You got anything? Should I start with what I well, want to start with? I, I, I don't know if there's a lot of people that listen to this that aren't going to know who he is, but he is the owner of Fast Eddie's Bonaire in Alton, mm-hmm. Illinois. And let me just say this: and this hap- every year I go to Mexico for Christmas. Happens to me every year. Happened again this Christmas. So I'm there. I'm standing at the pool bar, you know, because I can only drink when I go out of the country. And so I'm standing there having a drink, and someone, hey, where are you from? You know, that's the first thing you always ask people yeah. there. It tells, where are you from? Where are you from? Oh, I'm from St. Louis. Oh, St. Louis, cool. Where about in St. Louis? What part of St. Louis? Well, I'm actually from Illinois. Oh, what part of Illinois? And then you say Alton. Oh, you ever been to Fast Daddy's? Seriously, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. It happens to me every year standing in a standing I, in a swimming pool in Cancun. <laughs> I've, I've literally heard that story more than, more than any... Uh, more than any crazy outlandish, and it's even happened to me. Like if I have uh, something that says Alton, Illinois, uh-huh. or a cardinal hat, and they say, what part of St. Louis? Right. From Alton. Man, you ever go to Fast <laughs> Nope. And, I mean, it's happened. It's happened. And it's it literally the greatest compliment because they it, put yeah, this, area, this area, of the and it's, and it's good for the area. You know, yeah. it's, it's the area of the country. And what they did when they were here, or if they have a cousin in St. Louis, and Every three years, he brings him here for an occasion. And man, let's go back to that bar fast, Daddy. You know, so so. And I have people constantly. They were just in Cancun a couple weeks ago, sending me a, a picture with some guy from I don't know where he was from, but he'd been to Alton and had been in Fast Daddy. So it's it really it's to this, and it's happened literally. I mean, for years, a lot of times it happens often, mm-hmm. and it's still that's my favorite one. When now, if Alton you Fast Daddy. If you are somewhere and that sort of comes up, do you yeah. say, well, uh, you know, I, no, I am uh, it. I, I own it. I mean, hey. It depends on what she looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Bang. No, I, uh, I, uh, if they look like they could be a real good time, <laughs> there I, you I go. make sure they know. <laughs> and, it, and it looks like, uh, you know, nah, this is, uh, yeah, I've been there, man. No, no it's, uh, it's a compliment to what I usually would, would you know, love to admit to that. Another thing, remember when Ma- remember Maxim Magazine? Do you remember that, Ross? Yep. That, <laughs> that I mean, we loved that magazine back was, in the that day. That was a good magazine. Yeah, back in the day. it was you know, good. It was. It was. But like, what were one of the? I don't know if it was number one. It was in the top ten yeah, bars. Top 10 I don't bars know if it was in, in America country. or in the world. In the country, yeah. Is yeah. That, you guys had that framed. Is it still up? Yeah, it's still up. And um, there's been some other ones too. I mean, I've been in Sports Illustrated. We've been in the Wall Street Journal. We've been in Maxim Magazine. Um, Howard Stern had a thing where, and it really just became a. I don't know if it was accomplishments or numbers or whatever. Mostly just in the mass numbers of folks that have came through from all around the country. It's just a memorable spot, you know. So, so people email places, and, and a producer somewhere grabs it and says, "Let's go." So they'll call, they'll right. call me and say, "Come up with something." That maxim was crazy. They were talking about a blowjob and about all kind of. <laughs> yeah. They're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> you know, you, know, you still want, you still want your aunt and your grandma to come there too. You know, it's like. 
but uh, but it can get away from you a little bit. But but for the most part, it's all positive, and it's you know because it's, I mean, it's just ride. so fun. You don't go to Fast Eddie's without having fun, right, Ross? That's, that's oh, we well, were there Saturday well, night. Well, I'm seeing you two in action. <laughs> all right, all right, Eddie. <laughs> New year, new us. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. Hey, we, we were down there Saturday. Ran into your boy Matt Hughes. Matt, I mean, just randomly Hughes comes in, sets the table right by us, and proceeds to. Pick on me, pummel Ross <laughs> for about an hour. He and and people are like, oh, he didn't. No, he he literally he punished you for an hour. Yeah. You couldn't have fun because he was like he kept he kept doing this thing where he come up behind me, so Ooh. I'm on guard all the time, and he grabbed me behind my ribs, and, <laughs> and and he has this strength where you can't fucking knock him off. I fucking stand up, I'm pushing him. Later on, I find out how Todd was getting his off, but I he just, kept backhanding him in the nuts. I just slapped him right in the dick. <laughs> so and not only, it was over. Not only does only he treat me like got. a little boy, then he starts hitting on my wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd rather him hit on my wife than hit on me in the back. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You got that right. You got that right. Um, so by sheer numbers at Fast Eddie's, you hear these things like a thousand hamburgers a day. Oh, yeah. Things and, like... Um, the average, of course, the... Lovely virus has changed a few things, but right. over the last we're gonna go. We'll talk all pre pre virus. Oh yeah, no, no, no. It's still it's still some yeah. crazy numbers. I mean, it's still as crazy as it can get. Uh-huh. But but to just give yeah, you want to give the average when the tr- that's the true average, not not anything that's been complicated. But you're a man of numbers. Yeah, I know I, that I, from I, the little time thing. we've hung out. Like you'll thing. say you'll start dropping numbers, then you'll say something to me like, "Well, what's your numbers for?" And I'm like. Fuck, I don't know, Eddie. I, don't, I can't remember. It's shit's on my computer. <laughs> but like, this guy knows his numbers. It was like the opposite of the way I got trained and taught how to do it. My dad was <clears throat> shoot from the hip. We don't need a POS system or a, or a cash register. With if you got a pocket full of money, you must be selling a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it made me the other way. You know, like, man, I think I need to know my my customer cost average and my, my and what it cost me to get a customer. Everything from a marketing cost. So I kind of became a numbers guy just because I was taught so opposite, mm-hmm. you know, and then I got into it and started to learn about it on my own and just study it and just start paying attention to numbers. So whether it be counting parking spots per customer, counting what I need necessary for. So I became a guy that just re- remembered a lot of numbers. And I can mm-hmm. tell you every number that w- even some of them, you'd be like, what goods it do? Do you even know that? How many stools it, do you have? Stools I have a well, stools seats. or chairs? Seats. How many seats do you seats, have? Seats I have eight, ten. I think it is. eight, twelve. Wow. <laughs> um, it's uh, right at half and half. The patio is about the same size as the inside. I think one's four fifteen and one's four oh four or something, something like that. So it's it's around eight hundred. Um, the seating capacity is about the same because you move some chairs out when the band's playing and stuff. Gotcha. So you lose chairs, pick up people's space. So, I mean, if there's probably been a thousand people in there, and that might be breaking a rule, but there, it can get it can get <laughs> awful. It can get awful cramp. And then each chair, how much time is it full during a week? You know, there's only probably seventeen or eighteen hours of the week where those all are full. You know, you get eight or nine on Saturday, f- four on Friday. So, you know, so if you do 20 hours a week, so there's all kinds of different math. Things uh-huh. I do. But if I know what food number I'm on, I could tell you what my sales are without looking at a computer. I know wow. exactly. I know exactly. And, and Monday is different than Saturday. So, uh, so a daily ticket on Monday can be X amount where on Saturday, it's a whole lot bigger, you know? Right. So, and it's like, what, day, what is today? Saturday. Oh, that's, it's almost funny how I can get, you know, I can drive by and tell you what they, you know on, on the parking lot and stuff like that. Just little, really silly things I play with myself, but I also play with 
to move things around inside my head and, and it helps me a lot with marketing and with no. And I've heard that, uh, like, you know, even you go even by temperature, you know, if it's like yep. 82 and yep. sunny out where your yep. sales are going to be that and, day, if it's, and, it's 52 and cloudy where your sales and, are going to be in the month, day. like in the month of January, if it hits 50 degrees, mm-hmm. I, I can tell you exactly what my sales are going to be on a Saturday because and I can d- tell you where I'm going to be. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and if it's only 12 degrees that my sales are going to be that much further down because if it hits 60 degrees on a Saturday in January, Look out, Look out, because every every degree is Shirts that many are more off. people. Yeah, literally. So yeah. So it's, it becomes a, a – for me, it's became kind of a science of stuff like that, but it really does help it break down and find out where you're not doing right and what – so numbers can be beneficial more than, than people – Give them credit. For you know, and now I don't want I don't want you to take this as offense, but a, a lot of people see you as sort of like just a party boy. You know what I'm saying? A party guy, party guy. But people don't know like how hard you've worked. Yeah. Like the and just the numbers and the 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 science and the marketing and everything that you know behind. You know what I'm saying? Like well, I I definitely have gotten and I guess I should be a, a little offended by it. I, I, <laughs> no I know, disrespect, I but and especially <laughs> since it's second generation. You know, so they're like, oh, he's this dude that is dad gave you know that and thing starts it and then it goes and every time i see him he's partying like a wild man well neither of those are really true my right. dad obviously started it but i mean i took it and did different things with it and i and i do party really hard <laughs> but but bigger than that i mean i'm selling fun and i'm selling beer and burgers right. and boogie well, why would not why wouldn't i want him to think i'm fucking crazy exactly. you know what i mean it, what, what he's you know, and they can say that he's an asshole. He's no, as long as you don't call me boring, then I don't give a shit. What because <laughs> I want you to, you know, what, what kind of dude's gonna open the biggest bar? You don't yeah. want it to be some yeah. strict. And, bar, and, you know? and, and Ross and I know the story. We we know you started out sweeping the floors at like oh, nine yeah. years old, right? right? When what's what's kind of rewind back to like the history of Bonaire, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, Anheuser Busch built it. They Correct. Built the, they built the building in 20, 1921. And it was like 80, it was only like 80 seating or something, 80 seats or something. Probably, like I have some pictures of it that I can't tell. It might have even been that, probably 40, uh-huh. probably 40 or 50. And it had some stores in it, like storefronts. And then they would sell their beer at the bar, like a barber shop. And it had some sleeping rooms upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up expanding, trying to expand. As they were expanding, the history that I have from it now, you can, like I said, it's a it's an old book of pictures that they, uh, they got shut down by Prohibition. So pro- prohibition shut them down all together. Mm-hmm. So then it was just a hotel and these little stores, and they were, had all the factories across the street. There were uh, there were thirty five hundred, yeah, thirty five hundred, within a few hundred yards. Walked for the glassworks that were Owens Illinois Glassworks, mm-hmm. and that was the big base. But also had Laclede and had you know a few other companies right there on Broadway where guys could hell they did their banking. You know they cashed their checks, they did their stuff, and then they had their beer. So we were busy in the morning all the way through the shifts. Anyway, they, they shut it down, and when they reopened, at that time, one of the rules was you couldn't sell, a brewery couldn't sell retail beer to where they couldn't control their, so they had to have, that's when all the uh, distribution laws came, and, you know, like, Ted had to have a distributor, you know all about that now, and, all, <laughs> and, uh, and you had to, you know, you had to have a liquor license to the individual, so an Italian guy, um, Sam Balacco, bought it, and then he, he had it for about 20 years. And his son, Ladio Balaco, I don't know if that's a pretty familiar name, and the guy owned a lot of businesses around town. He had it for about 20 years, and then in uh, 1980, my dad took it over, and he had it for about 
20 years mm-hmm. and then in, in the late 90s is when I took over right and people and you kind of touched on that and people kind of thought that your dad just said here you yeah. go here's yeah, the keys son I'm retiring go right. ahead right. I mean it wasn't even close no, to no, anything yeah. like that right yeah, I, wish, I wish he were here to hear the story because the prick dumped it on me man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he liked uh, young girls and drinking more than I do so, you know it's like hey things are going real good here man are you good at this <laughs> I was dumb enough to fall for it you know but but I, I just wanted it to be bigger for him, for mm-hmm. my family, create myself a job, you know, right. and go with something that was popping. It was cool. It was doing good. You know, right. it was a really good local. And that's when I got into the whole advertising thing and the whole, I don't know, marketing or just got into really enjoying it and making it bigger. And I found out how much advertising and marketing works. And, 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 and you and doubled went, the size. <laughs> uh, quadruple. Quadruple the size. Sorry. <laughs> things with that. Your, your dad didn't hand it to you. You bought it from your dad, I correct? actually, um, I ran it. I tried to buy it from him for about 10 years. Uh-huh. Buying like shares and yeah. you, know, you had a salary and that shit don't work. Mm-hmm. So then I just started hitting banks uh, and begging for money. And in 2008, a local bank here... Uh, gave me a big ass loan and I, yeah, I bought it and I, a huge amount of money for me, you know, yeah. and it was almost on a, on a dare from, from my dad. Like nobody loans money that's, well, on that's, bars, that's, you know, that's like, me and Ross good luck to... with that. Like nobody gonna <laughs> loan you he, that's what he said, five no million dollars <laughs> on a tavern. I'm a bullshit. I'm, I'm the greatest. So, so how, and how, then my dumb ass got the loan. <laughs> Uh, so how was he shocked when you said couldn't believe then he yeah. had to leave <laughs> I had the money well, all right man I'm out of here so, how, so, how long after you bought it did you start the renovations for the I outside was, I was immediately doing it kind of even already doing it I mean it was pretty much my place he would he'd already moved to Florida yeah but as far as ownership and taking right then that was when I built the patio when I did all that, then I knew it was mine and had to get bigger. How, how did the street come about? How do you go about to the city? I want to buy the street. Well, I had gone to them in like around 2000, 2001, wanting to do some things outside just to build a little patio and got laughed off. And you always do get laughed off, just like that loan. I got laughed off <laughs> the first five banks. And the city, well, when the smoking ban came in, or when it was coming in, in like 2006, a bunch of uh, different places, you know, the Alton Bell and just places that were trying to stay alive. We're like, can we have anything at all? They started selling sidewalks and like uh, little areas. Yeah. So I go and ask for the street. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, no, can't have the street. And so the only way that any any private person can buy a street is if IDOT proves it's better for the community, meaning it's uh, safer or it's it's beneficial somewhat to the community. Can't just help the dude selling beer. You know, yeah. it's like, well, so I had to pay for this big ass. We actually had to build part of it and have a, there were two Pearl Streets there for like uh, 60 days, I think, for this test. And they did traffic counts on it and how much time it takes to curve there onto Broadway and right next to the business. So then they give you a report. And we spent a bunch of money. I mean, it was kind of a risky thing. Mm-hmm. Thinking, you know, and all you had to do would be is that, at least as safe, you know, as long as it doesn't, and then they would kind of, well, we were, they said we were way safer to have it out further. So immediately then they have to give it to you. Yeah. Because if not, they're putting people at risk. It uh, sounds like half bullshit, which I, it might be, but but it really is how you have to go about it. Yeah. So then immediately we were done. We got a 200-year lease on that street, and I gave them the new street I built in my parking lot. So now I got a street. 
And, <laughs> and it doesn't really hurt anything if you look at it now versus them. And if you can look at the patio when you're out there drinking, you look down, the street line oh, still oh, yeah. there. You, know, yeah. still, you're you, in, you you're, paint those too, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I, I would paint them too. I, I, I always said if you read it about me, I probably wrote it. You know, you know, you know, but, but, yeah, I mean, you got to keep the fun on it. You know, you got to keep the – but yeah, that's how the that's how the street got acquired because most people think it's just a total bribery. Right, I had, of my, course. My uncle was the mayor for a while, you know, just a but. But it really wasn't about that. It was about about there. There is a there is there are steps you can go through to acquire. Mr. Shannon's all you know when he had his place downtown. Mm-hmm. He's always like, man, how the hell am I going to buy Market Street? This you know this is going to you're not buying Market. You know you might buy Pearl between the car wash and you know what I'm saying it really wasn't like you were buying 270. You know what I'm saying? And, so, yeah. and you show it's safer. I mean they get yeah, the sales right. tax. Out. You're it's you're safe. quadrupling the, right. the, and it's quadrupling their sales tax. No, which... I mean, and the and the people in the neighborhood behind me. There's a hospital right behind me. And you like little things you've heard, you know, the ambulances are like, man, I, we love taking that wider turn. Well, fuck, you know, I'm in business. When you hear that guy. <laughs> Come on, man. You're making, if you don't let me have a patio, it's dangerous for people. <laughs> that intersection is, lives. that intersection is always sucked in. Yeah, it's just, a, it's, it's just, right. It's, it's just it's, bad. It's, yeah, it's, so built it's not like poorly. we made it worse. It's just, right. so that's what I'm saying. It wasn't all really, uh, you know, you weren't on Manchester and Lindbergh or something. Yeah. You know, you, you, you just so it wasn't that big of a deal, but it's really cool in a commercial to say, so then I bought the street. Do you remember, Ross, like when they first opened the patio out there? I mean, I was ecstatic. It was, it was, it was like, insane. But, but the only thing was... You know, we kind of, we were sort of regulars there, and so we would always go like inside, take those steps <laughs> down, and sit. stand and that against was our the spot. wall. That was our spot, stand against the wall, oh, and 15, just vulture, minutes. be vultures <laughs> over people, trying to get them to get up and leave. Yeah. And then, so that's you guys we, did that a lot. Yeah, we yeah. did. <laughs> Tim Nelson was the king. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we would do like, and then they built that outdoor spot, and it's like, man, I don't know. Do we want to? We're still trying to hold on yeah. to the indoor, and you know what I'm yep. saying? It's like and that was. The, the only thing I didn't like about the start of the new patio is like I felt like two parties were going on. Right. Which part do I want to be on the party on the inside? Right. Do I want to be partying on the outside? Yeah. I, we I, we would go down those steps. The best times ever. You would go all the way back to the back bar yes. and try With to a take over the motorcycle yeah, sitting right. on the take over that corner there. Yeah. Those were the fucking best times. If you had a times. big group and you went back right. and just took over that oh, back, yeah. man, that was fun. Yeah. That, that was so fun. You hear people old school like you guys you hear that were there, they've been there the whole time and say, you know, Little funny thing, man. You ruined this place with that patio. <laughs> I'm like, dude, there's there's 600 people on that patio. Yeah, I know, but I liked it when it was even more of a hey, shithole. You at, know, at, you're like, at, at this at this point, we're old white dudes. Like, right, we right. hate change. We hate change. Exactly. Yeah. Where's Where's Gabby? Yeah, where's <laughs> Gabby and those damn all stars? <laughs> How many additions have been done oh, at Bonner? Man, let's see. One, two, three, four, uh, five. Five and the patio would have made six. So it started front bar. Started front bar, and when we bought it, back. when my dad bought it, it was really more of a uh, real estate transaction because they'd already announced they were closing the glassworks, and it was probably 90 percent of the business. So it had like twenty-seven sleeping rooms that were all full of people. By then, they were kind of old. Uh, senior citizen type it used to be for working guys around the railroad they would stay for 30 days at a time and, and then he got two or three houses there on fourth they're no longer there you know the parking lot but th- and then we got a house in the back so it was kind of a it was kind of a uh I mean, it was definitely to be a bar and then 
and then when that closed down, it was more of a, uh, I mean, it, it was called Bonaire Realty when he bought it. I mean, just for like slumlording, really. It was going to be that kind of thing. It wasn't really to be what it is now, I mean, yeah. at all. And he just kept, I'll tell you what, the, a big one to lead into it is the uh, the lottery. The lottery was a big deal because in anything that was, you remember, I don't know if you know what blue laws were. Blue laws are, are laws that were at what's, uh, illegal on Sundays in Illinois. There was no drinking on Sundays. There was no, you couldn't shop. That's why Alton Square is in Alton, because they had to close Jamestown Mall on Sundays. <laughs> in Missouri, you couldn't shop. You couldn't drink. Restaurants were hard to find. Well, the lottery started, so my dad just started taking advantage of the blue laws. And he'd get, he'd sell lottery tickets, and then he'd sell, I don't know if you remember all the beer on the walls and stuff. When we were, you know, when we yeah, were, those you know, packaged liquor. Right, packaged yeah. liquor. It was all about that. And, and Missouri had these huge, crazy taxes. So that's what made it. He bought it for more of a, for two reasons, for real estate and to take advantage of. It was going to be like, and I mean, 90% of our business was on Sundays. Wow. <laughs> well, for the first few years. because People were coming over from Missouri. Missouri. So then they, that's what got it rolling. And, and North County was a lot more populated. It was a lot different place. You know, they, they were right there. and there were a lot of people. So they'd, get, they'd come over and have fun on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, well, then let's go on Wednesday, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's not that far. That's when 367 was. So that's what it really became. It was for it was for Sunday and, it, and hit a lick with the lottery for sure. But more than anything, it was kind of a, a, a real estate transaction. So when you say expansions, most of, them, the, most of the first expansions were in demolition, you know, cleaning it out and gotcha. making it a bar then. Yeah. And then adding chairs as we went and then adding food and adding. So now I, th- I think it would be sixth if you called it expansions on the building the packaged liquor that was a huge part of you guys's business huge part and that goes to the sunday thing and now it wasn't refrigerated when i remember it wasn't refrigerated no, it was no, all no. just stacked, stacked like the, where you get in line for the food exactly. you, were le- you were leaning up were, against the giant oh, stacks went, and they were stacked taller well, than you as, standing there oh yeah and as missouri caught on and they got rid of the blue laws on sunday and then they start cutting on their taxes <laughs> all those beers end up being Hell, they'd build them into tables and chairs. You know, there'd be guys sitting on beer eating popcorn and drinking. Like, maybe we should just get some more tables and get rid of this beer. You know, so it it, would, it changed a lot. It was more warehousey and more. Uh-huh. And, yeah, you had all that beer on that yeah, wall. Yeah. I filled that shit for every day for 20 years. <laughs> Go fill the wall, they call it. Like. Yeah, like you said, you guys sold a lot. A lot of Did you guys sell the package liquor for cheaper than you could go to? Yes, yes. And that was before yeah. Illinois grocery stores were in the package business too i mean there were liquor stores 905 and corral and those and the, like uh schnooks and those guys didn't get involved in it they weren't really they, they even had some kind of law and you know it's called they, they they just didn't want to mix it then you know the wives didn't want to mm-hmm. walk around liquor and, yeah. and that was back in the, <laughs> just in like the 80s i mean it really yeah. really you know and on premise versus off premise, you know, like you know that. But yep. like, if it's consumed at the bar, well, we had both. We would sell it to where you could drink it off premise, meaning at home, or on premise there at the bar. And Schnooks and those guys didn't want to have a bunch of beer when <laughs> when mom and the kids was right. walking through aisle eight. They didn't want to see it. You know, yeah. it was like, well, then they said hell with that. You know, now it's there's three aisles just of liquor and beer and the and the you know. So that's it went away. Really, it wasn't our fault. Well, I'd be doing it today if it was still a draw. It just became where the beer just kept sitting there, sitting yeah. there, and the wife would get it at the grocery store, and then so there's no reason to come yeah. there and get it. Gotcha. That, that's so, the expansion part of it, how it changed, and then the sleeping rooms had to go away because they needed all for for more seating space. Yeah. So it became a went from a real estate venture to 
shit, this bar thing's working. You know, you know so that's why the expansions came inside. Speaking of sleeping rooms, Ross Ross hears the uh, hears a legend that there used to be a brothel upstairs. Yeah, can you can you can you confirm or deny that? Absolutely <laughs> confirm. So what what about poker? Was there? Yeah, I've there was, always heard there was a bunch of tables up there. Well, again, what it was when and there was a couple other buildings in that area where there was a bunch of guys from out of town. All right, and they traveled to work at the glassworks on the railroad. So now you got thirty or forty guys living there. Well, <laughs> they want women in poker. If anybody's over about 55, they've heard of Dirty Donna. <laughs> and it was this old legend hooker that somebody somewhere is going to be laughing. Anyway, so, so, it's, it, so it is, it's not as big probably as it, it is to talk said. about. Uh-huh, no doubt about that. But it, it's not as uh, probably as great of a legend as it, but it definitely, I mean, I remember uh-huh. Seeing it going on when, uh-huh. even when I, I got there, we were, I was seven or eight years old and I was there every day, you know, before school, after school. So you saw some shit still going on. That was the tail end of it. But yeah. that legend is real. There was gambling and it was real gambling. It wasn't like poker machines. Yeah. There was a guy dealing, you know. Now going with the, with kind of backtracking what I just said a little bit ago and sticking with the, the poker and the legend that now that motorcycle that's in the back room, yeah. in the back room of the uh, inside part, mm-hmm. the legend has it that was some your dad or your uncle or someone won that in a poker game. Is that true? No, no. Um, a guy wanted a timeout, had a Super Bowl party mm-hmm. and they were, some family donated selling tickets to a raffle and a guy named Pat Trout. He started a Tycon construction. Anyway, it's, it ran then, and mm-hmm. it was Super Bowl night. He dry, he rides at the Bonner when he shouldn't have been. <laughs> right. And my dad should have been in bed, and he's got it down there. We're looking at it, and it's just this old cool motorcycle. I leave. I remember leaving. I came back the next morning, and there was a note. Hang that fucking motorcycle somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what motorcycle? I get back in the warehouse, and it's sitting there. It's got, it's got a, a title like with a like a like a pen stuck in the seat the title the title was, was stuck into so you the don't seat. you don't know really how the, the how the acquisition of it came. No, i don't you know just what know. happened between them two I, 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 I happened to leave and then me and the maintenance man it's still hanging there yeah, we, oh, yeah. we, we got some chains and hung yeah. it up on the sails well, let's hang. it still leaks oil I you know how that I, I haven't seen it long it has like kind of like on the on the tank has like a like, like a, a like a scenery yeah it's like a desert, desert or something like that yeah 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 ross you ever had it you ever come in the next morning a sign said hang this fucking motorcycle up and <laughs> yeah, never have not, a at the brick yet. house it'll, no. it'll happen so, it'll happen when you, you, hung keep, it. you keep uncle dennis around here <laughs> long when you hung it it actually ran it ran That's and not only did it run you it, drove it there next day drove it on there, the we hung it it ran when it hung there and it was full of oil <laughs> it kept leaking oil and we drained the oil like we gotta get rid of this oil I, it's still, I can walk by, and you do it next time you're there. Walk by, uh, put your finger underneath it, you'll have a finger full of oil on the table. Well, I, I never fucking go back there anymore. <laughs> I go straight <laughs> outside. <laughs> patio, see? Ruined everything. So, 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 so let me let me get this straight. So this that guy, he, his Super Bowl party, yep. he wins a motorcycle. Holy crap, I just won a motorcycle. <laughs> right. He gets trashed. Exactly. He drives it to the Bonaire. Yep. The next day, he's like, I won a motorcycle. I lost a motorcycle <laughs> all in one night. And now a, it's a decoration. he had a pocket full of money. So <laughs> I think he didn't want to take it home and show it to his wife. So he figured See, you didn't ride that home. Did you? <laughs> no, no, I won this money. You know, who's dumb enough to buy it? My dad bought it. I don't know how the you're right. The transaction, I'm not sure, but I had to hang the prick. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, there's Quick. a lot of those. 
since we're getting into these rumors, how many days in a row do you think you worked before taking a day off? Oh, Your longest streak. We looked at a few. I remember just because they wanted to make fun of me. You know, like we had a day off book. And I remember like three years in a row, which was over a thousand days. I hadn't had one except for Christmas and Thanksgiving. When, closed. <laughs> when you were closed. Yeah, that's yeah. the only reason. Yeah. I remember even like my dad would beg me, even though, know, because, dude, I'll come home for a week, take a day off. I'm like, he's like, you're in 1140 days. You think you want a day off? I, I got obsessed with it, though. Just yeah. like anything yeah, else yeah. you get, you know, it's like I didn't care about going to Florida. You know, at that time it was, no, uh-uh, I got to be here. You know, seven days a week, you're working. But and it was, I mean, you worked hard, you did. And, you, you know, and there's so many different aspects of it, as you know now, you know, payroll, ordering, delivering. Uh, hiring and firing and doing there's so many different pieces of it that you're so busy all day and then you got to open up and be the guy at the you know and you got to do that yeah you know so so it's like so many different jobs in one that you mm-hmm. can't leave right because if you do there's so much shit you know it just doesn't work yep so i don't know exactly how many days what my record is but even like on christmas we close on christmas I couldn't stay home and open gifts with the family. I'm a nervous wreck. I'm yeah. driving down there looking around, you know, <laughs> like, what's, I wonder what's going on. Go home, dude. Now it's totally different now. I don't have, I, I'm over it, you know, as far, and I still, I mean, I've lived above it for a couple years. <laughs> It'd be like a week where I'd look out the window and go, I haven't been outside in a week. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know, you're like, I think I'll go sit on the porch for a minute. <laughs> so, I mean, it, but, I mean, it worked hard. Now I'm, I'm reaping it. Now, so and, and again, I don't think, I don't think people realize how hard no. you've worked your entire life. No, I, you know what I'm saying? That, I, re- that, I really but, don't. And, but I also don't want to walk around and, you know, I worked no. really hard, so I'm better off just not saying anything. Well, we're I'm, doing it right now. Right now, pat me on the back. <laughs> yeah, we're giving you a little not, foot massage <laughs> in here. It. But it's just impressive. <laughs> yes, it I is. mean, to me owning an establishment, and, and at some point you just get fucking worn down. They're like, yeah, it's tough. Babe, we're, we're going to fucking Ozarks this weekend. Like, right. I got to, just a couple days, yeah. I just got to get away. You get everything situated, and you leave for a few days. And, yeah. I mean, I've only owned a place going on six years. I mean, so after, even I, my first year, I didn't work every single fucking day. I mean, yeah. I had to get, my, well, 1,100 days is <laughs> freaking I, I, crazy. I, I, I mean, that's mad respect. I did that a couple times. I mean, it, it could have been 10 days off within 3,000. I don't know but, what it was. It was crazy. I mean, my all of my 20s and most of my 30s, it were just kind mm-hmm. of, I mean, they were in four walls. Yeah. I mean, they literally yeah. were in a building. Yeah. And my childhood was pretty much in a building. But but you're really you're really doing it a disservice looking back on it. Just because I remember coming for a while and people like, you think you're kind of being a dick? You know, you're, <laughs> you're, you know, you're, you're just so crabby. No one's ever it's, said yeah. that to you. I don't believe it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> a, good, a good story. Like, take of it. Me and him are sitting at Johnson's Corner one day, and uh-huh. uh, we meet for lunch sometimes pick, so I can pick his brain and get a little smarter. And um, You could use getting smarter. That's, that's for sure. And so we're sitting there eating lunch, and he keeps – Half jokingly, but he—I think he—he he was going to go. He's like, yeah, "I got to work the two thirty shift today." <laughs> going, ah, I got to get out of here in a little bit. I got to work the two thirty shift, and I'm like, "Fine, what, what the fuck are you gonna do if you go there?" Because we're drinking, and we're having a couple beers, yeah. and uh, he's like, "Well." I got to walk through there. I got to get my fucking pissed off face on. Got to walk through, act like I'm pissed off. I got to yell a little bit. I got to hit the table a few times. That that way people know that I'm here and I'm pissed. And then I walk out the other end and I'm happy. <laughs> 2.30 shift's over. Sometimes that's all it takes, More right? of the 2.30 show. You know, <laughs> the 2.30 show. Yeah, that's more of the... I didn't hit the clock. I just... 
Make them wonder, wonder what he's mad about. What did I do? <laughs> and, and nobody has a better mad face than Eddie, right? We've seen it before, right? Sitting there just at the end of the bar, just, okay, you know what? I'm not going to say hi today. I'm yeah. just going to let him. Sometimes <laughs> at our younger days, probably deservingly, well, we saw it. We, <laughs> we don't remember it. We, des we deserve those dirty looks. It, it, it wasn't for what you were doing then. It's what you did Thursday. <laughs> Here these fuckers right. come again. <laughs> I'm that not, is I'm true. I'm not that bad. I'm but, here to apologize right no, now. No, no, no. <laughs> but you see, Eddie's a professional. He's not telling <laughs> those <laughs> stories about us right, right now, Ross, is he? Because he, hey, because he don't even fucking remember. <laughs> blimps on the radar. Yeah, well, he deals uh, with that. Uh, I remember a couple. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how we said we said uh, Nelson, we said Nelly. You heard he, you heard him laugh at that. Now no, those are some I, stories I know you can him. remember. I know him. <laughs> no, He's all right. So we can. Uh, Go back. You've talked about Mike Shannon, Mr. Mm -hmm. Shannon, you know, mm -hmm. and everybody's heard your radio commercials with him. Yeah. And it sounds like two two buddies, two friends just on there bullshitting. But really, that's what you guys have become, that's right? Definitely. Yeah, it's uh, it's became a great relationship for me and I hope for him. Um, we spend a lot of time together. They, they're all over the TV today. Uh, announcing it's his last year. When yeah, I, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah I saw I, he was retiring uh, up this year. I, and I, I, I knew that was coming. Yeah. And, and, and I, but he and I, I I'm, I'm going to spend some time with him in Florida. He's, he stays in the same house in Florida every year, and we do some spring training together. So in February, I'll see him. It's, became a, it's been 22, 23 years every year of, of doing the marketing part. But, uh, I mean, he's, he's really become, a, a, I don't know, an uncle, a father, a, mm -hmm. and, and one of my best friends. And, That's and, awesome. and, and somebody And, and he's, a whole, he's one of those guys. I don't know if it's not well, kind of kind of like myself where you think this, you think that, but you got no idea till you get in the car and drive down to Kentucky Lake and fishing. Dude's a whole lot smarter than people think he is. Oh, he knows I'm sure. He, yeah, and when you know, and it's just the stories are just so cool and so yeah. fun. But he's also a, a good guy to listen to on what not to do. You know, he, <laughs> he, he he's pretty slick, man. He's pretty cool. Yeah. So I've I've been blessed. It's one of it's seriously. It's it's and, been one of the highlights of my life. Not not to uh, have him sponsor my business as much but just to have the relationship i have with him and and for uh any of our listeners doesn't know mike shannon he's a, a broadcaster for the st louis cardinals played for the cardinals uh yeah. is in the cardinal hall of cardinal fame. hall of fame, Car yeah. cardinal hall of fame and you know we you've kind of grown up listening to him he kind of become everybody's uncle sort of he, you know what i'm saying like everybody's like fun uncle anyway. right it's not yeah I, i've said that all the time like it's hard to explain, and I think, nah, man, everybody gets what now because everybody feels that that's the game, you know that that's his thing. He's very over the top with care and with. And I mean, I, I put you in tears with some of the stories watching different things with handicapped children and poor people, and he's very compassionate on. He's just a lot, whole lot different than what. Man, rah, 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 and I think know, a lot of us like him on the radio because he's real. It's real. You know what I'm saying? He makes mistakes. And, and you know yeah, what I'm saying? It's funny. Yeah. It makes it better. And that's why you like doesn't listening to him. It. It doesn't overshoot. No, it doesn't want to come no, like Bob He sounds like... Yabba dabba do. What the hell was yabba dabba do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're like, you know people, people always said how much he drank the ice cold frosty one. And that's no question. He's had a couple of ice cold frosty ones. But he's always like, I've always had a lot of fun them blaming on it. I was dead sober. That's just the shit I talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, so it's so, it, but he uh, he's been a big part of the place, you know, as the voice of the place and the voice mm -hmm. of the cardinal. But more than anything, I've just I've had a ball with him, and and he's just funnier than shit. Yeah. I mean, he's funny, funny. like <laughs> it's a whole different level. And you know, he's you know he'll tell you well, as soon as you hear this one time, or I remember, <laughs> man, it's my ears are up in the air like a yeah. Doberman. You know, like 
Oh, this, but you, I've heard most of them, but it's just funny shit. Like, yeah, so Frank, and, uh, you know, and you're like, is he talking about Frank Sinatra? And, you know, and, he'll, and, he'll, and he'll tell a story about Frank Sinatra and how he was drunk and vague, and I'm like, you gotta be shitting me. You know, and, and, yeah. and he, he's in a, we're in a bad boat, you know, fishing, and it's like, this dude knows Frank Sinatra. <laughs> you know, you just forget, because he's so normal and so Midwestern and so, you know, so laid back and so... See, so, cool. Somebody told me to ask you about Mike Shannon, the nursing home. <laughs> is there is there a funny story that you can tell about? That's tell a about pretty, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> we went to uh, where were we? I can't remember, but I gave him a ride. I like to give him a ride, especially the last few years. It's a lot easier for him to just have a driver. Type. Yeah, and he kind of always did. But <laughs> I don't know who told you that one. Right? I, mean, I, I can't know if I told Amy Garrett that one. But so. So we go and he's visiting. They they have him go places, you know, whether it's hospitals or you know just to visit folks that that's kind of a make a wish thing or right. kind of a. And he goes around people, especially people that don't have the opportunity to go to the game for a long time, or whether they're they're blind, you know, or just situations where he is their he is their their eyes of the game. He yeah. is he is their yeah. cardinal. So yeah, we went to a, we <laughs> we went to a nursing home. We walked by and there's this older gentleman, very old and. It, he was, his room was just cardinaled out, man. It was everything was cardinal. Mm-hmm. He had a cardinal hat, cardinal scarf, you know, cardinal black. He was all cardinal out. And the lady that met us, well, we went down and we and we met the person that he was supposed to. He did. I just stood out there and he went in and signed autograph, took some pictures with this guy and his family. And after walking back, I'm like, man, check out this dude. Let's make his day. Uh-huh, yeah. And, and he goes, oh yeah, cool, man. He goes, he walks in and he's like, what's up, old boy? <laughs> This guy says, what can I do for you? He goes, Cardinal fan, huh? Because I'm the biggest. He goes, well, you know who I am? He goes, no, but if you go up to the front desk, they'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> he came away. He, he came out. He goes, he, he calls me big boy. He comes out. He goes, big boy. <laughs> big boy. Did you hear that fucking shit? And I said, what? He goes, Thanks, I'm looking for who I am. I'm asking. No, but if you go to the front desk, they'll tell you. Like, them fuck, oh, God damn. I was like, let's go. Before they keep you. They'll tell you. Uh, I walked, I drove, I couldn't hardly drive my car. Like, that's the funniest thing. You got a hold of somebody and knew that. I have well, a I, I, I got didn't other, tell him. Hey, don't be looking at my notebook. I got, I got other things in here. You know, another story I was told, told to ask you about is you meeting Frank Thomas. <laughs> Where did you get that? Hey, man, I, He's a I researcher. Did, I tell you, Ross turns on the lights. I do all the work around here. I'm going to have to leave that one alone. Oh, we're <laughs> we'll, we'll do that one later. Okay. <laughs> he, he said, who the fuck you calling the big hurt? I ain't never hurt nobody. <laughs> That's how it started. <laughs> uh, that's awesome but it got late that's what it got late <laughs> he's a lot of fun yeah that's awesome <laughs> how'd you hear that one oh, now um something else i know that like th- something that's dear to m- me and ross's heart that we grew up we grew up in the boys club mm-hmm. Bethalto. yeah and i you know i found out that you you're big with the yeah. the alton yeah, that's the my, alton uh, boys club that's you're, my main one yeah yeah, I heard that you're. I mean, the, I'm the, actually going there this afternoon. The amount of good work that you do there, I yeah. heard, is just is amazing that yeah, he, people uh, don't hear about. I grew up with Big Al. Uh, I, I heard he saved your ass on the playground <laughs> yeah, once. 
Two is that three. true? Well, I was running my mouth when he was running That's his hands. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he's pretty good at it, too. <laughs> but uh, he and I have always got along real good. And uh, then as we got older, he would always ask me, whether it be build something or and then once I got a little money, I started giving it to him. And it's definitely my largest charity. I, I, I do a lot of stuff. I try to do a lot of stuff, you know, for the community and around. Yeah. And he's definitely my biggest one. We're doing a, a all-inclusive playground right now. We've got some other folks to join in, some really good people on this B- Building thing. one in Alton? B- building one there at the oh, Boys and oh, Girls awesome. Club. Uh, the guys from uh, Home Camp, ah. which I don't know the guys real well. He does. I um, can't remember the fellow's name that bought it a few years back, but they're they're just amazing what they're mm-hmm. doing. They're, they're matching a contribution. They're, they're going to assemble the thing, which is huge. Right. Yeah. You know, that's that's like a bigger than you could do. And, and there's a couple other uh, Simmons, you know, Amy's always Right. Helping him out. And he, and he, it's just a really, really cool thing, especially if you like to sit around about, you know, and bitch about how kids are jerks nowadays. Well, do something about it. You know? <laughs> right. You know, right. They, they come from shit places. Right. You know, and the guys that don't, they, they, nobody else ever taught him anything. And he's trying so hard. So kind of, it went from a thing where trying to help him to where I recognize the cause, and it's 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 definitely a thing. And I'm, like I said, I got to go there today, give him some money, <laughs> <laughs> or he's he's gonna kill me. But I, uh, I think I'm going today. That's Friday. I'm going today. Anyway, he uh, he he had me get into it because of him, but now it's definitely my my right. thing. I, I I dig it. It's truly really fun too. It's, it's uh, maybe selfish, but it's rewarding to go to the to the club and see the kids and see what things that people have done for him like my uncle i have an uncle that's an attorney and he teaches chess mm-hmm. so there's you know just stuff like that he just teaches a group of kids chess and then there's a couple of uh, dudes that know a whole lot more about computers than we do right and they're in there teaching these kids computers so whatever you're good at you don't have to be a rich guy or, right doesn't right I mean, just, you just time go up there yeah. and just, i mean expertise as long as you're a good guy and you're cool there's something you can do up there, you know, there, whether it's fixing the gutter, you know right. what I'm saying? There's always something, you, and there's all kinds of people up there that you don't even realize, I didn't know he came up here and did that. Yeah. You know, just his time, and it's really a cool cause. That's awesome. To me, that it is, is awesome. You know, whatever. That's, so that's awesome. Um, but here, um, one, one thing we ask everybody before they get out of here is, um, what's their Mount Rushmore? Um, so what's your Mount Rushmore of bars and restaurants in the country? I like that. In the country. Bars and restaurants in the country. Well, I've I've been told a couple times that man, I saw a bar like this when I was packing my underwear, getting in my car. I want to see this. You know, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Let's let's check this out because yeah. I worked hard, man. Right, I want to see. Right. And then I've had other bar owners that have really successful bars come to me and say, "I want to see this." The first time I ever did that, I went to. I don't know if you've heard of the Florabama. Down on the floor, it's, oh, on, yeah. it's, yes, on the, I have. it's on the Florida Alabama border. Yes, and I got there and it's totally different, but it was extremely impressive. And there are a few is, it, is it on the both sides of it's the on road? The it's like they play that a little bit, like they have one payphone from one area code, one Ross, payphone from hence the Florabama. Florabama, there's a road that splits yeah. it. Yes. it. Well, it's kind of it's just a goofy thing, yeah, and, but it's on the beach and it's really, really, really cool. And I kind of and then I've also been asked, Have you ever been to one where you trade them even up? Oh, you know, I've been that kind of thing. That's trade kinda, bar for bar, bar for bar. Yeah. Have you found one? I oh, only because of land. I, there, was, there was one in New York, I can't remember the name, but he was sitting right in like next to Madison yeah. Square Garden. And I'm like, <laughs> Where's this dude? Because I'm trading this one. <laughs> I'm not saying they were offering, I'm saying people have asked yeah. me, Have you ever seen one you trade yeah. for? Yeah, yeah. And I still, the floor of Amarillo trade goods on the beach, and that would be on the Mount Rushmore. And that doesn't mean that I like it so much. It's just that um, that 
Cha-ching. Then it's that and 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 just the respect for how much time and how much work and how yeah. much went yeah. into it and where I can see what they had to go through to get there. Yeah. And it's usually a second generation or a, you know or a thing like or you can go to like. Uh, New Orleans, and you'll see a few that I walk around, like a Pat O'Brien's or a place where, and they're usually famous and cheesy, but I also have been to some that I would put on Mount Rushmore. Again, it goes back to, because I did, I spent my whole life there, and I spent, and it sounds cheesy, but there was a, there's a bar called the Missouri Bar and Grill, downtown St. Louis, a buddy of mine, only passed away. His name was uh, Trifine Panopolis, <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he did probably uh, 2,000 straight days. And it was you walk in and you don't you just open the door hey try fine and you hear him go ah you know <laughs> so bars like that to me have always been the ones where the guy is there yeah you know and that and, and if you're there for a long time I think you've taken Don Frankie there before I've, I've heard <laughs> I, Don, I remember I was going to a, a Cardinal game with him or something one time right. and he was he, he we went by there or something he was talking about yeah. you guys going there yeah. well, he had a story I can't it's, remember what it was we, he had there. a story about you guys being there I've, I've been maybe he had to come pick bar. you up from or some I don't yeah. know or some it, story. So the, we got three. There's a there's a bar. See, I don't, well, my problem is it's we're not, not counting the New York one. He couldn't, okay. he couldn't come up with the name. <laughs> well, well, and it doesn't have to. It well, just well, be well, maybe your favorite. Ones, most yeah, just the ones your favorite. I'll, most of the ones that I'll tell you that I that I really really love the most. I probably don't know their name. Yeah, you well, know, I was too. out of town. I was out of town somewhere <laughs> yeah, like. Just, this place is cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So things like that, are, yeah. and I think that's kind of how it should be. Yeah. But I spend a lot of time in Key West, mm -hmm. and people make fun of me all the time. That, you know, like, where do you go down there? And I always end up like, man, I go to Sloppy Joe's. Well, <laughs> that's the worst answer in the world. You know, it's that you go there, but there's a reason Sloppy Joe's is Sloppy yeah. Joe's, because right. that's a badass bar. <laughs> yeah. and, and then you look into their sales, or you ask the manager, and they're the number one sales there. Sure, it's mm -hmm. touristy, and it's... But it's also cool. But and there's a like, yeah, there's a reason why they're popular. They and, might and, be cheesy and whatever, right. but and there's if, a reason why. And they, if you say, hey, where do the locals hang out? Like there's a place there called the Green Parrot. That's where the locals hang out. But when you get there now, that was 20 years ago. 60 percent of the people there are fucking tourists. Yeah. And that's because it. everybody wanted to know where, where do the locals <laughs> hang out. So there's a couple bars in Key West that I would definitely put on, and that's Sloppy Joe's and the Green Parrot. Those are a couple of my favorites. Mm -hmm. But you're also in Key West. Yeah. You know, you know, it's not like. But, I mean, I've been to so many, and I'm going to walk out of here thinking, man, I'm going to oh, call them guys back I forgot about this one or forgot about that. Right. Uh, but, I, but I usually have one I go to. Uh, but then I've also been to, you know, towns where you, and I've called Mr. Shannon because he's been in every town. Yeah. Dude, where do you go in Cincinnati? And he he told me, and he goes, uh, go to this place called O'Malley's in the Alley. I'm like, I'm fucking sitting in O'Malley's in the Alley. That's where the guy from the hotel goes. There's only one bar here. You know, it's yeah. just like all these different things like that that I've, so I don't know who my fourth favorite, but I definitely put a couple on in Key West and Fast Eddie's would obviously be on there. Now I went to, I don't think it's still around, but some, where was it? Uh, there was a, Fast Eddie's, like it, was it down by Carbondale? Was There's, it Kentucky? That, was that's it, still there in Metropolis. Metropolis, yes. And that's still there. The guy that did it passed away, and he had four of them. He had uh, there, he had uh, Terre Haute, Indiana, and he had Evansville, Indiana. And he was building one somewhere else. He's building his fourth one. He was trying to make it a franchise deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went to that 1996, <laughs> Ross, that yeah, one down okay. there. Yeah, How about okay. that? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> How often does somebody, you kind of brought it up, if you trade bars with someone, how often since you've owned it, has someone came and tried to buy Fast Eddie's oh, from you? The, a, a lot of talk, a ton of times mm -hmm. offered and a lot of emails of, I was there, I can't believe it. Um, I'll tell you what got into it about uh, five or six years ago. 
private equity firms were buying um, like places that had a couple locations and trying to make them into these concepts and franchises and stuff. And I got a couple offers for them and met with a couple people from them to just to hear the offer. And, and uh, <laughs> back when my old man was alive, I got a really nice offer from a guy who owned a carpet factory and his son opened a bar and was killing it. And guy went to Wash U and told him the best bar in the world. So they came up here. Anyway, I got this big offer, you know, and I told my dad. What'd you tell him? I said, I can't sell it. I love the place too much. <laughs> he goes, that's some two fucking fools met. <laughs> he offered way too much and you didn't take it. <laughs> so that tells you how smart I am. <laughs> but, you know, and, and, and you talk about how, what a pain in the ass it is owning it and that. Yeah, and, and if it, somebody offered you a lot of money, you, but you re, you love it. Right, you know what I'm saying? It's, right. your, it's your legacy. Do you know what I'm saying? Right, you I built it what it is. It, it's, it'd be it, hard to part with. I, I, don't, I don't know if what it's worth or what the offer is or how high I'd go. And I wouldn't be surprised if I never took any money. Right. Yeah, I don't know if you know Bobby Sanders, Sanders Waste. Mm, yeah. and Bobby gets offered all this money, you know, just huge numbers that don't even, just whatever. And he uh -huh. just... I love my company and I love throwing right. garbage. It's not about you know, <laughs> right. it's it, and he can handle it. You know, he, yeah, he, he yeah. can buy Miami. It, it's not. It's not about that. It gets to where you truly love it. It's part of the family. It's part of the, you know, it. It. it you love your employee. You really do. It sounds corny. No. But, but I, what am I going to do then? You know what I mean? What, what, then what <laughs> right. do I do? Yeah, and that's what we talked about, like with the whole lockdown. That it's like, you know, saving lives. It's like, you know what? My life is my business. Uh, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're taking my. I feel like right. you're taking my life away right, right, right. now, just well, by so, shutting it down. Right. So you know? when they do that, that and and obviously it was not handled well, and it would probably be hard to handle. Like they said, there's no handbook or how to do it, or if we do it again, we learn this and we learn that. It doesn't matter. And you can be mad. You can be mad at people and politicians. You can be mad at the virus for being here. But ultimately. They took everything, especially, you know, you walk around your business and it's closed and it's been open every day for 40 years. Yeah. I mean, it took who you are. You know, <laughs> right. it, it took you. It didn't take, I mean, it, I, mean you st I just start crying. I just stand there like, I don't, I don't care that it's not packed because I'm worried that it's never going to be. I'm worried because it, 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 it really takes you who you are. You, there's, what am I now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It, it sounds cheesy as You shit. poured your whole life into your, that. Your whole life has been yeah. here and now they won't let me open that door. You know right. what I mean? And exactly. Just just let me do it for, for it, a little it was, bit. It wasn't something like like if my gym or your restaurant or your bar closed because something you did, that's right. something I can right. live with right. more than like someone just saying, nope, shut it down. Right. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Yeah. It's something out of the blue that you didn't control. Exactly. I mean, more than, more than likely, I was going to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that wouldn't shock me at all. <laughs> don't just take it from <laughs> I've, I've told Todd a lot. Just whatever I'm doing, just. Don't fuck this up, Ross. <laughs> don't right, fuck right, this up. Right? You right. ain't got to be great. Just don't <laughs> fuck it yeah. up. <laughs> um, next question. You want? Are, do you read it all? No. No? No. Eddie, Eddie does not have a book that's out? <laughs> no, no okay. books. Who do you think would win in a foot race between Ross and I? Ross. God. Hey, but... At least you got a couple in a row. I did get a couple. I mean, they in were a row. they were suspect, was, but they all had a backup answer for why they were saying <laughs> you. I just like telling the truth. That's why. I don't know about arm wrestling. I'm you not even allowed. Well, that's it easy. That's why we don't oh, ask that. One. Yeah. That's why we don't ask that. I think one. I'd leave out that running too. <laughs> 
Well, I'm, I'm, I see now. I want to go into my I know spiel. You do, but I want to go into my spiel. I, I run sprints a he lot. Always he, has never, a, oh, okay. he always yeah, has the spiel he has to give. Well, if it were three way, I'd know who'd fucking be third. Last thing I kind of got. Do you, do you do anything? Do you do anything else besides the bar? Do you have any other? Are you an entrepreneur as in the fact that you yeah, do I mean, I keep... Yeah, I I have some things I, that I've done over the years, and I've been in some bending and I've been different things that branched off from the bar. Yeah. For the most part, it's just a bar. Yeah, I mean, I've got a couple of buddies that I've invested in their stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that's and that not, not just in money, but also in connections and stuff that we did together. So, man, there is definitely most of it led from the bar. Yeah. You know, and most of it led... And I've done some advertising stuff where... Where my like my daughter for instance, she's in advertising. She works for uh, what's the big makeup company? She's gonna kill me. L'Oreal Paris. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's into it because all she ever heard me talk about was advertising and marketing. Uh-huh. So so there's been people that have not not really advice or consulting, but I've gotten to that a little bit. You know, just to lend a helping hand to friends and family and stuff like that. But and 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 the vending thing is just where I when you see things, you know, in your own business and you look around and go, that damn vending machine makes so much money i'm buying 40 of them and sticking yeah. them in 40 taverns you know yeah. you just see opportunity throughout yeah. your own business so i have done some stuff like that but for the most part my time was ate up so much in advertising for you and marketing now is a, a huge thing that's right my, that's my thing that's what it's pretty much always been now yeah. here, here's a question with the now as far as advertising and marketing uh, do you like how it's sort of switched over to digital social media and things? Now, would you okay, let me hold on, hold on? Would you would would you have liked to have that when you started and that's where, or would you rather it had not changed and it was still just radio, television, newspaper, billboards? I I um, I, I don't even know if I'm the right guy to ask that because again, like my daughter talks about advertising now, and I try to help her. And, 80% of the shit she's talking about, I don't even know what the hell she's talking about, whether it's through a social media or through digital mm-hmm. of any kind right. or any kind of streaming or any kind of different. I, I, I don't think I would have liked it as well because most of it, they're, they're trying not to buy anymore and they're trying to create with these different things. When you when I could purchase it and uh, target it more, you mm-hmm. know, I think it was easier then. I think it's so broad now when they say it's so much easier. They say it's the opposite where you can really narrow in on your demo or you can take a YouTube from this thing or you can, they say, and I never really saw that because I wanted to hit the masses so much. My, right. pro- my product was for anybody that can drink, you know, right. 21 and up. So I, I mean, never you have really, a crazy demographic. I have you a know crazy wide <laughs> demographic. I mean, it's, you walk you're, in that place and it's... Black guy, blue yes. collar, white guy, white guy, <laughs> yes. Harley Davidson attorney, what, whatever, exactly. whatever, whatever. So, so I, and her and I have had this conversation, like, would, would I have been better at it then? Is it easier now or is it harder now? They say it's a lot easier and I don't think so. I think it's very confusing and very competitive. And everybody realized because well, we're because we're old dudes. That's well, why it's hard, and, and that's what it all boils down to. I got no idea what the hell they're talking about. You know, right. I, I got uh, Mike Shannon's eighty three years old going ha 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 buy his beer. You know, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and and I'm a genius. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's so no, I I'm pretty comfortable with the way I used to do it. And thank God I'm old enough to where I don't have to even learn it. I don't I don't really get into it too much. True or false questions. Okay. Okay. Where's this coming from? We true, true or false questions. This is new. They're this making is it new. easy. This is I new. said this I don't read books, so this I get is true easy. or false. <laughs> half, uh, let's see, half a million customers per year. Half a million, per, that's true. True. 50,000 cases of beer on average. That's false because it's more. 1,000 burgers sold per day. 
Eh, that's a little exaggerated. I think it was fifty five hundred or six thousand a week. Is so close. Close. S- this this one. Now, the, this the, the, this is a wrong <laughs> zero on this. I saw this too. Seven thousand twenty first birthdays a, a year. year. It's true. No. Wow. Let's true. break that down. You're averaging twenty. A hundred. A hundred and forty six a week was last T-shirt count. Damn. Whole, I <laughs> listen to Eddie. Hey, I saw I, that. Stat. I like it when you said the zero wasn't right because I knew it was. Right. <laughs> I saw that. I sent it to him. I circled. Okay, this must be an extra zero. Maybe two a day, not 19.46 a day. That's exactly it. Um, we hit 20 point, right, that's right, that's exactly what it is. And I, and we, I can tell you that because of how many 21st birthday shirts I give away. Wow. I, we, so, so, yeah, it's in, uh, on any given day. And, 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 some, and you'll see, if you look around, you'll see like shirts hanging out of dudes' pockets that you don't really know. Just a couple people in the group. Mm-hmm. For the most time, you got six, seven, eight people. You know, uncle, aunt. And, you know, you get the folks like that. Yeah. Well, you, you can even break down other numbers from that. So break down some crazy numbers. One hundred forty shirts, right? So, so this. What, let me let me explain this. So what we're talking about is if you go to Fast Eddie's, um, you get a you get a free T-shirt. Says right. I spent my twenty first birthday at Fast Correct. Eddie's Von Air. And so what we're being told that 146 21-year-olds, something like that, a week, week. spend their 21st, 7,000 a year, 7,000 21-year-olds go to Fast Eddie's in a year year. and celebrate their 21st (laughs) birthday. I thought that it was a misprint and it was 700 and he was averaging two a day. uh, Wow. The half million people that come to the bar a year, if you told a bar expert, would probably call me a liar. (laughs) <laughs> at 10,000 a week and it's a little higher than that and the only reason we can do that is by just simple counting and doing things that's on average because there's some weeks that are 12 and 13,000 but that's 10,000 a week on average if, if you tell somebody that knows or somebody that works for Hooters or whatever and then they're the genius on counts and on if you told them that that I had 20 a day 20 21st that's just the 21st birthday too right so, no i'm that's, that's what was blowing so, his mind yes. I mean, there's other birthdays too <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Say, they, they say one million americans have a birthday every day i was reading something anyway, <laughs> anyway so so 20 a day and then and then what you do that's is insane. you say how many people come with the average yeah 21 year old so call it five now you got six off that t-shirt now you say just for easy math say 20 bucks ahead for the customer spending all right, so that's 120 mm-hmm. on top of that, on that group. And then you multiply it by 20. <laughs> you, 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 you got, now listen, listen to this. You got like 3,300 a day in, in sales off of that t shirt. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you do, go ahead and do it, and it's like 1.3 million in sales. <laughs> Off of that T-shirt, and, and, and you can't find another bar doing 1.3 million. I'm doing it off that hey, damn T-shirt. Hey, and again, again, hey Ross, I'm going to preface this again. Like, I don't mean to offend, but it's kind of an ugly T-shirt. Yeah, too. it's horrible. <laughs> it's, well, I, we all want it. We all I, love, but it's kind I, of an ugly T-shirt. Check this out. I did it when I was 19. That, I, I you was, designed I, that shirt when I, you were 19. When I was 19, I, I was dating the same girl I'm dating now. I can't get to. My anyway, God. I, uh, she turned 21. Uh-huh. And all her friends were coming in. She's yeah. two years older than me. All her friends were coming in, all coming in, coming in. And her mom came in with her. She's like, you should give these kids a, uh, the guys that own the loading dock. Yeah. <laughs> she came in, she's like, you should give these guys a uh, T-shirt for their 21st birthday. I'm like, fuck, that's a great idea. Started giving them then. 
So I had to wait like a year and a half or whatever to get my T-shirt. And that's how long so we've you had were not, you weren't even 21 giving 21. out the 21-year-old T-shirt. I'll tell you another yeah. good 21 uh, T-shirt story. Gave a gal her shirt, I don't know, like last summer or something. It's been maybe been a year ago, whatever. And the kid's like, oh, thank you so much. And her mom says, I remember when I got mine. I had second generation Bonner <laughs> T-shirt. <laughs> Ma- mom had one. Mom was yeah, you wow, know, mom, that's amazing. Mom was so, mom yeah, was like point. 42 yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So mom was like, yeah, I remember when I got mine. I'm like, you got to be shitting me. That's the first time I've ever heard that. (laughs) That's amazing. The t-shirt is like the largest. We've done commercials about it. But if you tell that story to anybody that thinks they know numbers. or Will not believe it. I didn't believe it. It's it's, it's almost because you're like, I don't know. That doesn't make make any sense. It doesn't make sense. I, I go there and I don't see 20 people. But you do. You know, some people are there for five minutes. Mm. A lot of people stick them in mom's purse So many come whatever. in just come to get the T-shirt real yeah. quick, and buy a beer. That, and a and lot of people, too, like uh, could be away at college, and they miss out on it, and we still give it to them. Their first time they're there yeah. since they're 21. A lot of military. Right. I mean, I ship them. Oh, we ship them all around the world. Like, if wow. some, you know, like somehow I write a letter to my kids in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck, I just got that kid six hats and two yeah, shirts. Yeah. And, you know, then you just ship them a whole fun package of stuff, you know. And, so that, that there's a ton of that going on, too. And probably a lot of times, like, you know, the, everybody turns 21. Someone turns it one month, somebody the next month, and then they all come in together. And you, you have big, you, do, you know, you, like, you hey, do, we're having our, a lot of that. Uh, like a big group 21st you, you birthday group thing. Of, you know, you get a group from 40 minutes away or something, and there's six kids within a month that are doing it. So then all their parents get a bus together, yeah. things like you know, there's all kinds of different, uh, different, different 21 stories. I mean, what, what make, what do you think makes Bon Air so wildly popular? What, what is it? What, well, I mean, I think it's, I mean, well, forever, the prices were so cheap that mm-hmm. it was just fun to be a part of something. Whether you wanted to save the dollar or just feel good about saving the dollar, the marketing was crazy. And the idea that how generic it stayed to where you could bring your uncle there, or your dad there. So it was for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, they don't want to go to nightclubs. They don't want to go to sports bar. Right. You can take your mom if you want. And both of you had a good time. Right. The food fit the thing. Generic. again, And still way. live music. Still and, dancing. And the 21 thing is huge because that's why they come there. Because, you know, mom and dad came home from Locke's Brickhouse. They came home from uh, what, what, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings. Mm-hmm. Well, the kids have seen the inside of that before, right? So, so it's the whole, it's the whole. Man, they go to this place all the time. I can't wait to turn twenty-one because as, as cool as locks is, they've seen it. Yeah. So they always want to go to the casinos and fast studies because they just can't see it. And I remember when I was twenty-one, couldn't wait to go. To <laughs> I've never really. You don't think yeah. about it that way, but it, 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 it's a don't let them have it. Thing. <laughs> Uh, that, do, do that now. I always tell people like if they don't, if you go to Fast Eddie's and you don't use what are the what are the big glasses? Are those like the, goblets? The, the yeah, the, they're goblets, but they're but they're actually for ice cream sundays. <laughs> That's, that, that, that's what that's what like the old that you say that now yeah. I'm like, the yeah. thing, old school like Kerr's drugs or like the, the old uh, fountain sodas. Mm-hmm. I have those blown in China by hand now because wow. you can't get them because there's no more soda fountain place. Uh-huh. And it's all about being real heavy. So when you have that 16 ounce of beer, feels like you got a quarter keg in your hand. You know, like I feel like I feel like a king, Eddie. I feel like a king. You used to feel like a king, well, kind of barbaric. <laughs> um, 
I, I t- and I tell people if they go there and they don't drink out of that, you're not oh, doing you it right there. You, you but but I, I've always said yeah. I think the glass is lined with crack because <laughs> you cannot you have one of those. And <laughs> when I drive by, now they got this big giant blue moon sign out yeah. there with that orange. Uh, like oh, I, I text good. Ross the other day. I called Ross soon. I, I go that billboard just it just screams. Drinking. Oh, yeah. Stopping drinking. Coming. Yes. Yeah, and that's not even mine. No, that's, you're that's not even. No. Beer companies. They you have exactly. Do you have anything to do with? I know. Because there's always one right there. It's oh, always, there's, there's two. On yeah. Both oh, sides. yeah. Big both stag. Sides, yeah. They had that yeah. big stag. It's the one guys there from uh, uh, Fritz Distributing. They all, they lock it up. They just lock they, it up. And they know you'll drive your ass right in there. And get one. <laughs> <laughs> they, they say you got to. Uh, so after you after, after you eat my kebabs or my popcorn, you got to drink in self defense because, <laughs> because you're so salty. <laughs> uh, last thing I want to say, I always now have you seen you seen the movie Casino? Because oh, yeah. you guys just take cash, mm-hmm. and there's this isn't that scene at Casino where they're in there counting the cash and everybody's naked because they can't wear clothes because <laughs> they don't want you stealing it. So I picture it the in the basement of Fast Eddie's. I picture all these people down there naked counting money and they throw it on these pallets and Eddie has a big forklift that comes in and picks up the pallet of cash and then they I don't know it's some tunnel system to the bank uh, <laughs> that's if, not true if, if they were naked they'd probably leave with all my money <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> they didn't steal it either <laughs> I had to go up and get more right <laughs> no it's uh it's it's they're, they're, they're obviously we're uh we're different than any place left. I mean, the the the, the necessity to uh, the customer to have credit card is higher than ever, and it's going to continue to get higher. We've just been blessed that that's just the way it is there. Mm. So we leave it like that, and it is easier to trade there. You know, you grab a waitress by something, you grab a bartender, you go to the food bar, something. So it does make it easier. Mm-hmm. Now, technology is pretty well caught up. You know, the yeah. beer usher, ball cam, just hit your cell phone on your card so my excuses are running out but (laughs) but but people are uh people are charging that you know everybody's charging the the credit card fee now you know and and even they should they should charge the three percent why why is the restaurant or bar got to pay you know don't get mad at the bar get rid of the get mad at the credit get mad at the credit card company it's all about those miles and all the scams they're running so if you go to you know you go to wherever and and you spend 10 bucks well, that dude's sending a dollar of it to, you know, I mean, what the hell is that? You yeah, know, right. that, that's just crazy. Right. So it's just going to drive the price up. So carry a little cash, you know, and, you know, it's not heavy. You, it, you can carry heavy. a lot of it. <laughs> uh, shrimp. How do you go how, how do you go about ordering your shrimp? Is we that, we is, still buy shrimp once a year. Once uh, a year. One time a year we make the deal. Um, buy it out of Mexico, Mazalan, Mexico, on the Sea of Cortez, down on the south side of the furthest west side, kind of, kind of Cabo-ish, but you got to go up a little bit to that peninsula, and it's Mazalan is the name of the town. And I've been there a few times and met some dudes there. And they, how, uh, they how, how do you find out that that's where I'm buying my shrimp from? How does that come Just about? A whole lot of years of buying different shrimps from different people and seeing different labels and investigating and talking to people and trying to just. Uh, uh, again, meet people, and then there are some distributors and some brokers that kind of help you along the way, and so you, so to you know, to where you have a couple levels. So, but it does. I do, I do a little directly with the people on the on the boats and on the docks. But you go through a company, an American company now. And, yeah. But I've I've been on the dock with them, you know, and and we buy it once a year. It gets delivered on one day. I have all my freezer space right there. And how many pounds of it is it? The average year is right at a hundred thousand pounds. Hundred thousand pounds. That's that, that's the average year. Yeah. Have that, you ever came close to running out? Yep. Have you ever ran out? No. 
Never. I, I, I had it a little bit. I had, oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I had to buy one time. There's different kinds of shrimp, obviously. And yeah. I, I use a Mexican brown. It's my favorite. It's what I think is the best. I like it. But I've had to a couple times over the years at about like a Mexican white or a domestic brown. And they're just a bunch of different shrimp lingo. It's boring. But I did have to switch off of what I used and what I stick with. Just temporary, you know, to yeah. get through. The, because they only really shrimp twice a year. They have like these two little short seasons that go out. And people will argue that. But that's when there's tons of it. And I like to buy a ton of it right then. And then if you wait too long then and you don't con- you continue to buy like weekly, your, your quality can definitely go down. So I li- and, and it's good for a year in, in a deep freezer and a, and a sub-zero freezer. So I, so I like to buy it once, guarantee myself, and then usually go like a month over, you know, to where I have it 13 months, and then go for the next one. Yeah. It's so consistent I can do that. I can. You ever been out to uh, that Jimmy's Famous Seafood? Jimmy's Famous Seafood? No. no. I've never heard of that. It's a place out in Baltimore. I don't know. Just thought I'd ask you that one. It's one of those places that I'm going to go to. I've never heard of it, but never but, heard of it. but I know there's some places in Baltimore that, that uh, back to Don Frankie, we went to a Boston seafood show. And in Boston, there's a couple places right on the water. And I and I, from what I hear, uh, Maryland and Baltimore is just amazing. I've never heard that particular place. Is it a, is it a market? Where you can, no, no, it's, it's a, a restaurant. It's a bar restaurant, yeah. No, I've never heard of it. It's kind of famous. I mean, it's all like. Well, well, now I know what we can do next. There week. we go. <laughs> Let's, I'm free. Uh, that's. I think that wraps up everything I had. It, it does me too. Does it? I. I mean, we wanted to have him on because we just we loved the we loved the place so much, and we know he'd have interesting stories, and we we were right. We were right. Ross, we were right. right. <laughs> Sorry to let you down. Hey, hey Ross, have I told? Have I? Have you? Did you ever? Were you there the time I box jumped up on top of uh, the uh, out, outside bar stools there? <laughs> no. I landed one foot on one bo- one stool and one on the other. Oh, if you were, well, I, I can't, I can't back Eddie. it up because if he if he was doing it at that point, he was at the level I was totally ignoring him. <laughs> so I don't know if I was there or not. <laughs> oh, I remember that time. That, that time I didn't talk to you for five years. <laughs> Hey, Eddie, thanks a lot for coming right. on, man. Yeah, I know you guys. probably said yes to this like a week ago, and this morning you woke up, oh, my God, what are these no, no, idiots? No, I, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a great Reuben sandwich here today. I know that. Did Ross pay for it? Fuck no. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn. I was going to be mad if you said yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, hey. <laughs> Fuck you and your butt. Uh-huh. Your, your, <laughs> I got to get out of a fault, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a wrap, man. Got any parting uh, parting words? I don't, brother. All right. Slay on, brothers. Slay on. This has been the Eat, Slay, Live podcast.